Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, welcome everybody. I'm here today with Kristen Robinson, who's a social media head coach of KR Design and is known as the military spouse business mentor. Now, we're going to talk about that. That sounds pretty cool. And uh, Kristen helps entrepreneurs with their social media struggles and helps them build their social media presence to grow their email list and to launch online. She's got a passion for military spouses and helps them build online businesses that create flexibility and freedom with their military lifestyle. And I think it's not just the military who wants that same kind of flexibility and freedom. So I'm interested to hear what she has to say about this. And Kristen is a Marine Corps military spouse. She's actually in Hawaii right now. I don't know if I can say that, but it's like, oh, that's not a bad place to be. But anyways, she started her company, KR Design, to create a business to support her husband's military career while constantly moving from one location to the next. And she loves her business because it allows her to do what she loves anywhere in the world. And that is awesome because I want that. So anyways, I really do. So, Kristen, like, what would you like to add to that? That's well, hi, everyone. And Steve, thank you for having me. And no, Hawaii is not a bad place to live. <laughs> it sounds like it could be cool. <laughs> I don't know. How do you get any work done living there? Um, well, I'm, I, I kind of do myself like, you know, like a princess in a tower. So my office is upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the smaller bedroom, and I face the window, and the window does look out to the ocean. So, oh, man, that sounds. So I do get a little. I mean, I don't get distracted too much, and but the thing is, my desk is really big, so there's like limited view of the ocean. So that's why it, I still see it, but it's limited view. So that's how oh. I get most work done. At least you get some of it. <laughs> right. Me, where I sit, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. I live in the Northeast, so you know, sometimes the year are completely gorgeous. And then there's, you know, there's times when it gets really snowy, snowy and crappy out. And, um, you know, it's just winter, you know, sometimes. So that's cool. So I'm going to be really envious when I'm sitting in winter thinking about you sitting at there at your desk looking at the ocean. <laughs> Sorry. What are you going to do? So how, how long ago did you start your business, the KR Design? Like, Wow. So Care Design is currently five years old, but I will say, you know, probably just like most entrepreneurs, the first year was not full-time. I actually did a part-time job. I was trying to run my business, and um, the second year, it was just getting to the point where I was trying to take off too much of my part-time job to make my business grow. So the second year was my first full-time year in my business. Okay. I think that's probably true of a lot of people. I know, like, I started – when I was working a full-time job and uh, just kind of grew out of that whole thing. So it's cool. And like how – when you run into somebody and they say, Karen, what do you do? How, like how, what do you say to them? <laughs> Basically, I, I keep it pretty short. I just like, you know, I help entrepreneurs make money using social media. And I go, oh, like Facebook? And it's like, yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, like, wow. So they get it right away. Yeah. Um. It's, it wasn't that case, I would say, maybe three years ago if I said – I literally would tell people I help people make money from Facebook. I would have to say Facebook 
now I can say social media because now it's a it's a it's a hugely widely used term. When you say social media, everybody knows what you mean. So that's probably a big abrupt change that's been happening the last couple of years. What else have you like? What else did you have as like really the challenges when you got started? Oh, that's a good question. So the thing is, care design was not the way it was now. So care, I'm certified in web design, graphic design, search engine marketing, and mobile marketing. So when we first started the company, we were actually a boutique marketing firm. So we took on maybe about, you know, eight, ten clients for the year, and we worked on their marketing, you know, and just did that. And the thing was, I started using social media to get more clients in my business, and then my clients wanted to know, well, I want to do what you're doing. How do I get more clients the way you're doing it? And um, that immediately became a service. And then I realized, as much as I love doing web design and graphic design, you know, obviously I have those skills and do it for myself, you know, mostly, I really like social media more. It was as you can tell, I'm, probably, I'm an extrovert, so I can't. The whole sitting behind the computer and just tapping away at code just did not fit my profile. And so, but I did love to be at home in my pajamas. That's the thing. So I love to be in my pajamas, but I do love to talk to people. And so I love social media because it fits both of those things. You can be at home in your pajamas and talk to millions of people. And I just found it just was, it just fits so easily with my personality that. When we moved here to Hawaii in 2012, I said, you know what? We're done. We're getting rid of everything else. We're only going to do social media. And we decided we were only going to be a social media marketing firm. So even just kind of fitting out, like, our identity of what we're going to be, you know, kind of like a kid as we grow up, you know, we, we change, we mold. So does your business. And my business was definitely doing some molding and growing, deciding what do we do now. And so now that's why we are a social media only firm. <laughs> that's it. That's sweet. And it seems like social media is here to stay, in, at least for the foreseeable <laughs> future. Like, I don't know how pretty far into the future is foreseeable okay. that it's it's going to be around. That is so cool. And but what I really want to find out about is, you know, you, you call yourself the. I got to make sure I get this right. The military spouse business mentor. Yes, I do. So what is that? Tell me what that is. So with with having my business, one of the best things that has happened is, you know, I, I love to brag and say I'm on the road as much as my husband is. So I go to I, – I, I'm asked to speak all over the country. You know, I get to do really cool things. And a lot of the military spouses in my husband's unit wanted to know what I was doing. Like, how do you do that? How do you – how do you go to the family days? How do you get go to the promotions? You make his Marines cookies every Friday, and yet you're traveling, and you're making money, and you have a business. Like, how does that work? And so I was like, well, let me tell you, Grasshopper, how this works. <laughs> so I started mentoring some of the military spouses in my husband's unit, and then it dawned on me that if they wanted to know how many other military spouse entrepreneurs wanted to know, and it just became this big snowball type of movement. I have my own podcast as well. I have my own military women in business community, online community. And it's just been amazing, you know, help mentoring these military spouses into entrepreneurs that can be online from anywhere in the world. And not to say that we, we don't have businesses that are that fit the military lifestyle, 
but most military spouse entrepreneurs want more than just the, oh, I want to make $500 and buy that pair of shoes. You know, some of them yeah. want to make the, you know, what is it like to make 50000 a year? What is it like to make six figures? And can I really make seven figures and retire my husband? Like, is that a possibility? And showing them that, yeah, that is a possibility. I'm going for, you know, the seven figures. It's almost, you know, six figures in the making and, and being flexible. It, it is possible. And also, the I'm shattering the illusion of the model because right now, the model to be successful as a military spouse entrepreneur is you start a blog, you grow a blog, you monetize your blog, you sell the blog, and then you become a professional speaker because you made it. And my business model is nothing like that at all. I'm a consultant. I help people. I travel. I speak. I have coaching, I have programs, and a lot of military spouse entrepreneurs don't have that. So it's also breaking the mold um, and the old thoughts, I guess, you know, the the old perspective of what it takes to be successful and the picture of what it's like to be successful. And so that's what makes it really cool, too, is, you know, I'm showing a different way how to be successful versus the model that's worked for, like, the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years (laughs) that, that, you know, most military spouse entrepreneurs take. So. It's been interesting. It's really exciting. And and do they – so if I was a military spouse, now is this something you offer as a service, like a business service, or is it something you do as a – just to help them out? How do you do that? Like do you monetize it? Yeah, that's a good question. The answer is yes. So when I first started, you know, I just started doing it, you know, meeting women at coffee shops and – then I realized, hmm, let me put on a telesummit. So I put on the very first ever military spouse entrepreneur telesummit ever held, and it had a wonderful response, a better response than I thought. And I was like, well, being the entrepreneur that I am, hmm, this probably could be monetized. And immediately got to work on how I could make this a reality. How can I monetize this? And it, it's been incredible. I just – it's – and it, I think what makes it awesome is the fact that a lot of people were like, there's no way you can monetize this. Military spouse entrepreneurs don't buy, you know. And I'm like, what do you mean? I buy. <laughs> of course. I, I, there, I mentor a lot of other women, and I, you know, offered them low, like, you know, just to – at first I was just like, well, I, I need some money for my time. So I would ask for, you know, for pretty low pricing for my coaching and my mentoring. And I'm like, they're buying. So there are military spouse entrepreneurs that will buy, and lo and behold, once again, another perspective that military spouse entrepreneurs don't buy, um, definitely not true. There are some where if they want their business bad enough to grow, they will invest in themselves to make that happen, and I'm realizing it's 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 great. It's just like any other entrepreneur space that you come across that, you know, if they want something, they'll, they'll buy it. You know, if it, if it means that much to them, they'll invest in themselves. Yeah, that's it's pretty awesome, and I think that's true. When you were talking about that, I'm thinking like, then you said it. You you bought, right? Right. And I think that's one of the things that um, well, a lot of us forget. We get hung up in oh, people aren't going to pay me for this or that, and you, you kind of have to step back and look like, okay, so what did I do, and why did I do it? You know, like three years ago, what was I doing, or five years ago, what, and did I invest in like that? And if you didn't, you maybe you're going to have a problem. But if you did, then you know should work out okay. I think. Right. <laughs> makes makes sense. Um, what's the name of your podcast? Military Women in Business. That is the name of the radio show. And where if somebody finds that on iTunes or? 
Where is it shown? Right now, soon to be on iTunes. <laughs> so okay. maybe people, if you're listening right now, it probably is on iTunes by now. But um, okay, good. in militarywomeninbusinessradio.com, you'll find the information for the radio show. Okay, great. That's cool. And I'm guessing that because you're mobile and all that, you would consider yourself that you have an Internet-based business. Is that Oh, I couldn't. It, it has to be. I move every three years. <laughs> I can't really, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those interesting things. A lot of business coaches tell you, oh, well, you have to get out there and network and get speaking. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But I got three years to make that happen from beginning to end. And so you, you have to be internet based with the lifestyle that I lead. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And like, so in terms of harnessing the internet, to, you know, day to day in your business now, What's it look like? Like, what's a day in your life look like, a typical day? <laughs> well, a typical day, I think the one disclaimer I have to also mention is I'm in Hawaii. So, of yeah. course, my daytime is a little different. Um, our office actually operates on Pacific time. So I hate to say it, people, I am up at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Hawaii time to make sure that I'm up at 8 or 9 o'clock Pacific time for that reason, um, so that I'm up and going. But typical yeah. day, I'm up um, monitoring, you know, the social media. Um, I do – my military women in business community is a Facebook group, so I'm up in my group making sure – because they're in Eastern time. So i got to make sure, you know, I'm in there in that group taking care of them as well. Um, and, you know, taking care of my clients. So right now our specialty is Facebook ads, managing Facebook ads for other entrepreneurs. So I'm checking the campaigns, making sure the budget works, that type of thing. And then on to what I need to do. So, you know, do I need to create content for the day? Do I need to, you know, work on the, the, the radio show? Am I interviewing guests? But obviously a lot of it evolves around social media because that's what I do. You know, do the guests have the copy for social media? You know, are social media posts scheduled? Do, you know, I, do I need to engage? So I have – I'm very organized. I have different blocks on my calendar throughout the week for certain business tasks. And I will say social media is the biggest one, obviously. I spend about eight hours a week on social media creating content, scheduling posts, and, you know, engaging with other people. And then, obviously, managing clients on social media is, like, you know, the, the biggest thing that we do. So that's most of my time. Yeah, So, and how, do, how would your time break out between, I'm going to call it this, promoting your own business with through social media and promoting your clients' businesses through social media? Well, that's a good point. Because the good thing about my clients is, well, you know, we're we're doing their campaigns, we're doing their Facebook ads, so it's not like I'm really promoting them per se. I'm just getting paid to promote. I guess I am promoting them. I'm getting paid hey, to promote. Yeah, sure you're, you're promoting them. Sure. <laughs> yes. If you weren't doing it, either it wouldn't happen or they'd have to do it themselves. Exactly. You know. So the breakout I would say is. Um, if I had to divide up the total time of both things, I would say it's 60-40. 60% of my time goes to promoting my business, and 40% goes to promoting their business. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. And are you able to automate any of that, the either side of that? Of course. Okay. <laughs> I have to. So, yeah, so all of our posts are scheduled um, throughout the week. I personally do leave gaps um, in our scheduling because I like to interact in real time. So there are times where, you know, it's actually me tweeting, you know, me retweeting, me, you know, answering replies or, or, or you know, doing a tweet chat or something. And then, you know, there are times where it's, you know, scheduled, of course. Um, with Facebook ads, pretty much everything is scheduled and just monitored for the most part. And, and do, you, do, you, um, do you have that scheduled on your calendar? Like – 
Yeah, so... <laughs> so you would like, oh, you know, it's Tuesday at 2 in the afternoon. It's time for me to go online and, and be be live. Well, Do you have that? <laughs> well, yes and no. So okay. believe it or not, um, we do have like, you know, like I'll give you an answer on Twitter. So for Twitter, we tweet um, anywhere between 8 to 12 times per day. And the eight tweets, the minimum eight tweets that we do per day are already scheduled. So they're already automated to go out. The other four come from me sporadically throughout the day. So it'll be like, you know, I'm retweeting back to this person. I'm retweeting that. And I have blocks in my calendar, you know, let's say live engagement. And it's about 15 minutes. So I have two 15-minute slots. And that's where I, you know, retweet people or reengage or reply with an influencer, that type of thing. So, So. So that's cool because, that, I mean, that's, I think, useful for everyone is to know you actually block out 15 minutes and say, hey, I'm going to go online for 15 minutes and I'm going to engage in this activity. Exactly. And you have to do that or else you'll get, like, sucked in. Like my Facebook groups, you know, I'm in Facebook groups a lot um, and I block out about 10 minutes, you know, in the morning and the evening. So it's in the morning. I do 10 minutes, of course, pre- the presence takes them, you know, my group is the most dominant in presidents of that 10 minutes. So it's going yeah. into my own group, looking at people, responding, liking, commenting, you know, and then just taking those 10-minute blocks. So I have three 10-minute blocks for Facebook groups, and then I have two 15-minute slots for just social media in general. So that's okay. how much engagement goes throughout the day. Yeah, so, you're, so if I were to summarize that, you're able to actually develop the whole campaign – Whatever take and that takes effort mm-hmm. and, and time, but you get that done, you get it scheduled, and then you're really only talking about a half hour a day or so. Yeah, about that much. Yeah, of actual personal engagement live, the live part of it. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. The, the um, so t- tell me sometime when like this all hasn't worked well for you, like. <laughs> <laughs> That is really good. So sometimes it doesn't go well like right now. Um, like right, right now is a good example. So I have two clients who I'm doing Facebook ads for, and they're both in the middle of an online launch, which means I'm getting no sleep, which means my social media is so out of whack because I haven't scheduled anything. So for the last, like, I don't know, um, five days, I haven't scheduled anything on Twitter. And you haven't heard a peep from me on Facebook, which is odd. But it's I'm, I'm you know it's it's the balance. They're in the middle of a launch, and right now that's where all my time is going. So right now it's not going so well because I didn't wow. pre-plan all of what was going to happen in their launches, and I'm doing two people at the same time. So yeah, bad on me for not planning out properly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the second thing is, you know, technology does not go so well. Um, I shouldn't say this, but sometimes I really think Facebook's personality is a woman because she decides to do things whenever she wants to. And I'm just like, what? So there are times when um, when I'll schedule things in Facebook because I use the manual scheduler on Facebook. And okay. there are times where <clears throat> you can only schedule like three days out. I've done like a week's worth of posts in Facebook manually scheduling it. And they'll say, oh, yeah, your post didn't go out. I'm like, well, I don't understand. Why didn't it? And it's like, well, we just didn't. It's like, what? And so I've noticed that, you know, I can only put in three days because if it decides to act up, it won't do the whole week. And, you know, so things like – so technology will go wrong on you sometimes. So there are times you're like, oh, how did a whole day not go out? And it's like, well, it happens. So, yeah. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that. Do do you find – like I notice this once in a while. Actually, I notice it a lot. That I log in to whichever social media. I do a lot on LinkedIn. 
but I log in and it's different. Like, <laughs> like something has happened from the day before. It, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've changed mm-hmm. something and totally unexpected. Now it doesn't work the way it used to work. That's why I call fa- I think Facebook is secretly a woman. I think Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> does a conspiracy because I was, I, and I can say that as a woman. So, you know, any females don't feel bad, but you know what I mean? You know, some days, some days you're just not in the, you know, some days you're just like an angry woman. Sometimes you're like, woo, it's all cloud and skies. And you're, you know, if you're married, your husband's like, what happened? And that's why I feel about Facebook. It's like, what happened to you? <laughs> like, what you changed? You weren't like that yesterday. So, yes, I, I, especially with Facebook, I mean, when my husband went on deployment, it's so funny. I just made a note of this. My husband went on deployment for 10 months. Facebook went under, just in those 10 months he was gone, Facebook went under 16 changes during those 10 months he was gone. Wow. Yeah, that, and, and I had to laugh because, you know, he's on deployment, so he doesn't get Internet. So whenever he would go to a port, he would log into Facebook because Facebook had that Skype thing, and you could Skype through Facebook. And that's the only way we could see each other. And he was like, and I was like, what took you so long? He goes, Facebook changed. I couldn't get on Skype. I'm just like, <laughs> So, I mean, he's like, I don't get it. Every time I go to a different port, it's different. Why is Facebook changing so fast? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So I just think that's a, it, it does happen. That happens a lot, too. And that, and that sometimes does throw me off where I log in. And Facebook's like, oh, we have this new feature. And I'm like, oh, man, what does that mean? And then you got to figure it out. And you're like, oh, okay. So it doesn't really mean anything. Or, ooh, it meant a lot. Let me restructure what I was going to do. So, yeah, there are times when that happens, too. That's um, I guess it's just part of the, it's part of the deal. I guess you know it's we could probably tell stories of all, forever about how that's bit us all. Yes, you, you got to do something. But hey, it's life. I guess to take advantage of all this stuff, it's tough to complain about Facebook because it's free. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's awful. <awesome. laughs> you know, unless you're doing paid advertising, but the rest of it's free. And you know, if they want to change how it works, I guess it's up to them. Yep. Um, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So what's some advice you might have? So if if I'm someone who I'm thinking about starting a business and I'm thinking or I'm I'm in business and I'm thinking about moving my business to the internet. I I know it's out there, I want to tap into it. What's some advice you would give somebody who's just getting started at that? Good. Okay, so I got three things. Okay. <laughs> Number one, know exactly who your ideal client is. And when I say that, I don't mean just the demographic information of how old they are, where do they live, all that, because a lot of people really kind of confuse that. That's really a target market when you're thinking about demographics. When I say ideal client, it's great to know that demographic information, but also some of the characteristics. You know, do they, you know, how do, do they invest in themselves? You know, do they think about certain things? Do they feel about certain things? You know, you want to get a lot of the emotional things as possible. You know, how, what are their ethics? What are their standards? You know, a lot of those things are important because when you start to scale your business and you're at a point where, you know, you're living your dream ideal business life, you'll notice that a lot of your your clients will have those same ideals. Ideal clients will have a lot of those same, um, you know, emotional, you know, type of quality you want. So that's really important to identify what those are as well. And it makes it a little easier too. So that's number one. Okay. Um, Number two is just do it. You're going to, well, you're going to come across things that make you very uncomfortable and you're going to come across things that you're like, well, I don't know. 
And the thing about entrepreneurship is a lot of people are like, well, I'll do this when I – or when I get to this point, I will. And, and, here's, and here's the reality of it. You'll never get there. It'll never happen. <laughs> there will be no perfect scenario of when this happens, you will do this. And the, the sooner you're comfortable with just do it when it happens or just do it when you need it, you'll become a lot more successful because as you get – because there's just so many different roadblocks when you're on the way to six figures and seven figures – that if you don't have that down, you're that's going to be holding you back on trying to make it, you know, trying to get to that point um, in your business life. So, so do it. So just forge ahead. Yeah, is that what just, just do it. Like um, a lot of people okay. will be like, oh, my gosh, this is a big one. Oh, my gosh, XYZ person contacted me and they're really big and I'm really small. And I don't know if I, I can handle it. Should I turn it down? Or instead of thinking about, oh, my goodness, you know, this is this huge person, your next thought should be, how do I make this work and do the best job I can? Yeah. How do people just get scared and then they'll kind of go through a little bit of self-sabotage and, and procrastination and everything has to be perfect with the proposal? No, just do it. That person contacted you for a reason and guess what? The, here's the secret. They probably don't know. They probably know you're not perfect. <laughs> so yeah. so don't try to be perfect in their eyes because they know you're not. So just just do it. So that's number two. That's cool. And number three will be will be build your email list. And I say that from personal experience. Build your email list, especially if you're going to be online, because your email list is everything. And it probably will be for the next, like, 15 years. Even though we're all on social media, a lot of people make this huge mistake that they build these huge Facebook um, followings, these huge Twitter followings, and they to- they tend to forget, guess what? You're not the owner. Mark Zuckerberg is. Like, you don't yeah. <laughs> So at any given point, if he decides he wanted to sell Facebook, there goes your community of 100,000 plus on your Facebook page. You don't own that. That's not your piece of real estate. And honestly, would you want to have that, you know, in a place where you can't control the communication? Because you can't control when your posts go out and who sees it in their newsfeed. So having an email list is so huge because it allows you to build that more intimate relationship. You're in their inbox, and you control most of the communication that happens and what goes on. So I think that's a huge part. People decide, oh, I'm going to build this huge Facebook following, and all the money will come. No, that's not necessarily the case. You have to – if. Yes, it looks great that you have that huge following, but you're not going to make any money. You need to learn how to build an email list and monetize your email list. So, so that's really cool. So those three things are, one, you you want to what? Know your ideal client, not just the demographics, but the qualities, the inner qualities, like ethics, you know, standards, things like that. Yeah, like know them like a person. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then two – Number two would be just do it, like Nike's old motto. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, and then number three? Build your email list. Sweet. And, like, how often do you communicate with your email list? Sometimes about once or twice a week, um, three times if we're doing, like, a special launch, but um, definitely a minimum of once a week, twice a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and just to, to reiterate that or to, to put a big exclamation point on it, um, you know, I mentioned I do a lot on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I was doing all of it on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've added to it an email component, like an ongoing follow-up system to the LinkedIn piece. And it's amazing the change in response I got. <laughs> like, the increase, you know, it's like it's huge. 
It's huge. I, I can't. That's all I can say. Yes. You know, it's like, why didn't I do that before? It was easy, but um, it certainly made a huge difference. So, yeah, so what excites you? Like, what really excites you about your business and using the Internet for it? Um, I would say, you know, right now I'm really into Facebook groups because, once again, I'm an extrovert. That probably shouldn't surprise people. So Facebook groups is what really excites me because I'm in a group of people where I can help them. Um, I can showcase my expertise, which is cool, but I get to really help people. And that's probably one of the things I love about my business is the coaching mentoring part. I do love to run programs, um, teach people, and I'm one of those people who live for the light bulb moment. You know, I'll teach something – and about, you know, maybe the next module, they're like, I get it. And I'm like, ah, it, that's what makes my heart sing. So right now, having my programs, what makes me happy, working one-on-one with clients makes me happy. But also, you know, having that, that those interactions in my group, especially my military women in business community, um, that really gets me motivated and excited every day just to be in that group, helping them, um, being of service to them, you know. And, of course, the monetizing part is cool as well, but – you know, it, it's just the fact that they, you know, I'll give an example. It was just something so cool, and I had to show my husband, like, look what I did. So I put this post in there saying, you know, I love having an accountability partner. That's what makes my business move. I, I had personally have an accountability partner I meet with every Friday, and I was like, you know, if you don't have one, comment here. And within the first hour, we had three women partnered with each other, and they decided to make a, a group that they were going to meet every week and over Skype. And they were going to hold each other accountable. And I was like, oh, my gosh, look what I did, husband, look. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's great, wife. And I'm like, but look, they're going to hold each other accountable. And so stuff like that is what really makes me happy. And, and seeing that the progress they make in their business is just – it's amazing. I love it. That's a great idea in itself, uh, You know, you reaching out and finding a, an accountability partner, um, especially someone who's doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's worked really well for me where – you know, I live in an area where there's not a lot of people who are doing something really similar to what I do, mm-hmm. but there's lots of people who do. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. So, I, you know, I got accountability partners. One's in Texas. One's in New York City. And it's like, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they provide a really different perspective on things. It's cool. So is there, is there any tool, like one tool, your favorite tool that you use on the Internet um, – what would it be, and, and, like, how do you use it? Oh, man. Okay, I got two. Okay. <laughs> Hootsuite and Canva, hands down. Those are the tools I use every day anyway, and they're okay. my two favorite that save me a lot of time. So Hootsuite, obviously, um, is the number one social media management tool, and so I schedule all of my Twitter posts in there. Um, I schedule my a lot of um, my Facebook group. We have, like, daily themes, so I schedule all of my themes in there. So huge time saver. You know, that I'll have to go in and, and manually write everything on my social media. So, hands down, Hootsuite is my favorite. And then, of course, you know, images are key on social media, so I use Canva. Um, hands down, probably the best image tool I like using more than, you know, PicMonkey and all the other ones because it already has the um, – the dimensions for you. So instead of like just guessing what a Facebook ad image should be, you can go to Canva and say, I want to make a Facebook ad and you click on it. And just like it sounds, a blank canvas comes up about this, you know, with the perfect dimensions of what a Facebook ad image should be. And it's already ready to go. You just create what you want to create. Um, 
download it, and it fits in the perfect dimensions of whatever you want social media-wise. So those are my two favorite tools. Yeah, that is so cool because if people haven't done that before or they've tried to, to put images on the Internet and they end up looking funny. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> if, you can, if you can get the dimensions down that, that, where, you know, that match where you're trying to put it, it'll make your life way easier. Um, can you give us one success tip, just one? That people can implement if, if they like when they get done listening to this today, they can implement in maybe thirty minutes or less. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, mm. <laughs> like one, because you know I want to say, you know, I'm going to say what I wanted to say instead of trying. Okay, to sound perfect. That's cool. Um, just do it. There's probably something on your there's something on your to-do list that you probably haven't done. And I would say probably 9 times out of 10 when I talk to most people, it's procrastination or some type of fear. And I would say just do it. Just okay. do it because a lot of people have that one thing that they're scared to do, and the thing is they don't know what's on the other side of the door. And it could be really something really cool. It could be a, something bad will happen that you think is bad, but in retrospect, it turns out to be the best lesson you've ever learned in your business. So you never know what's on the other side of the door, but you'll never know what is on the other side of the door unless you do it. So I would say just do it. Okay, cool. So I, And here's – I'm going to tell you in, in, in my, how I'm going to implement what you just said, <laughs> right? I'm going to look at my list of stuff to do, and I'm going to look for that thing that's sitting there that should be done. And I just put off because I was something I didn't know or I was afraid to do. And I'm going to do that. Exactly. I, okay. Exactly. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> That'll be great. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it today. Before the end of today, I'm going to do. I'm going to pick my, something off my list and get it done. That's cool. And Kristen, how do we reach out to you? So if, we, if I wanted to get a hold of you, not, well, I know how to get a hold of you, but if somebody who's listening to this wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to reach you? So the best way to reach me, I know this is going to sound terribly sad, is my website. So you can find my website, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, the letter R, design.com. And, you know, you'll find pretty much all of the social media icons, my blog posts, you know, things like that. So it's easy to find me online because that's how I'll respond. Um, also, one thing I do want to let your listeners know is about Facebook ads. So I talk about it. I do it a lot. Um, you're more than welcome to download my free guide, my Facebook ad secrets guide. Um, Sweet. And it's called my Facebook. <laughs> it's called my Facebook ad secrets.com. <laughs> If you go to the website, you'll see it. It'll pop up. You'll see it. Um, but it's a guide that I, when I first started doing Facebook ads, um, I was only spending about $10 a day, and I was able to get 200 leads in 23 days. So it's a very beginner, step-by-step guide on how to get started doing a Facebook ad that's going to get you results because I've done all the testing and mistakes for you. So I read, wrote it down in a simple 10-page guide with images in it. So you'll love it, and you'll – Trust me, you'll love it. You'll thank me for it later. <laughs> okay, great. So, so one more time, what's the, what's your website again? Oh, so my website, Kristen R Design, K R I S T E N, the letter R Design dot com. Okay. And the guide is myfacebookadsecrets dot com. Cool. That's very cool. So, so if you're listening to this, you just got yourself a free gift from Kristen. It's been so great talking to you today. Oh, um, that was awesome, Steve. Thank you. 
I've had a great time. I learned a bunch of stuff. I hope that people listening to this learn as much as I did, maybe more. So it's great. Thanks again for being here, and uh, look forward to the next time. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Fack. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time. Have a question for Steve? Tweet him now at Harness the Web or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Harness the Web.